The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Going down this Saturday night, I have Sean McKeon and Connie Sanchez in studio again. And if you guys listened to the last show when we had us three together, it was fire. I'm not bragging, but I will brag. It was amazing. Uh, the content that came out, we were talking about all kinds of cool stuff. Just, you know, hearing God's voice. Um, is it okay to, to be a mother that works and or at home? Or just knowing God's plans that he has for your life, hearing his voice, and um, living out your destiny. It's it's amazing. Go to uh, YouTube, download uh, The Ryan Reese Show, click on it, subscribe, and you will get all the past shows. It was amazing. But tonight, it's going to be like the Wild West. We have all these awesome questions that came in that are just kind of all over the place. And these are some of the funnest shows because you never know what you're going to get. So we're going to take you on this journey right now as we start kind of plowing through them. Don't forget, uh, shoot DMs to us. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send in your questions. We will take them live on the show. And every show is a good question. So, you know, you're not the only one thinking these questions uh, that are having these questions. There's many people, and this is why we do this. So let's just get into it. The first question is, how do you find a good Bible-believing, teaching church, and how do you know if it's not watered down or you're just getting just, you know, the weak gospel? Mm. How do you know this? What are some signs? Um, I mean, you, you, you number teach one of these watered down one, ones, so how, do, how does that? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean's good at this. He's yeah. got it. So how do people know about your watered down <laughs> teaching? Yes. <laughs> number number one, number one, do they teach the Bible? Yeah. I mean, that sound, yeah. might sound like a basic thing, but like there are a lot of churches that don't even teach from the Bible. They can get take it's almost like a on the verge of psychology on some of the stuff that's spoken from some pulpits. So I think one of the main factors is the Bible. Is the Bible being taught? And when we say that, it's not just randomly. And there are then there's other churches that maybe they teach from the Bible, but it's just a little verse here, and then it's like it just platforms into so many different areas. Uh, to me, I think it's important to know the Word of God, to go through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So I think that the best church that you're going to find is the one that teaches through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't, I mean, it's fine to do topicals once in a while and have series and all that kind of yeah. stuff, but you want to make sure that what is being taught is biblical. Another great way is really see what their statement of faith is. A statement of faith. It's just the principles, yeah. just like you would do in anything in a company. Like, what's the vision? What's the goals in a church? What is the the, the framework by mm-hmm. which this church stands? Number one, do they believe in Jesus Christ as the way to salvation? Uh, that's important. Do they believe in the Trinity? Do they believe that the Bible is an errant word of God? Do they believe in the work of the Holy Spirit? Um, the reality of sin. Uh, um, original sin and what needs to be done to atone for our sins these are some of the basic Mm. frameworks if those things are not found like on the website if that's not found on any kind of pamphlets or any kind of digital uh, marketing that they have then you might be in the wrong place you want to make sure that they have a solid foundation that is predicated upon that truth especially in the days that we're living in today because Jesus talked about in the last days many will be deceived and you will be deceived if you are not being taught truth. And yeah. the truth has to be linked to the Word of God. Here are, I'm going to let you add it too, mm-hmm. but here are some signs that you're in the wrong place. Um, first of all, 
don't believe everything you hear. Read If you're hearing something, find it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Then you know that it's truth. Because if not, you're just listening to someone and you don't question. That's why it's scary when they don't teach the Bible because you don't right. know where they're reading from. If someone comes in and gives you a verse and they turn it to an hour Bible study, what the heck are they talking about? That's why we believe in the Bible when you read from verse by verse, you're getting the context of where he's coming from, mm-hmm. right? Um, if they're just doing an art show the whole time and there's just music playing and they might say a couple of motivating things, those are motivational speakers. Right. Uh, there's no depth to it. You can't, you know, you, you can't just hear a story and hold on to that. The only thing you're going to be able to hold on to at night or when you're going through a hard time is the word of God because you know uh, it's true. So make sure that they're teaching the Bible. And they, you could have a series, but they they got to be reading some scripture like where are, right. you, where are you coming from? Where's this context coming from? If it's just yeah. a bunch of mumbo jumbo and, and good sayings and you're going to be a good person. Guess what? You're not a good person. <laughs> the Bible says the, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who knows it? You're a sinner. If they don't talk about sin, that's another thing. Yeah. You know, it's about what God did on the cross, that we're sinners, but there could be a transformation process through the Holy right. Spirit. And we change, you know, and that's, that's just some, you know, Minor thing yeah. or not minor things. Those are a couple of good things to look out for. Yeah, I, you know? I really don't have much to add to that. You guys hit the nail on the head. It's real simple. I think, Sean, starting with that mission statement, too, on people's websites and addressing those main things, not just a really fun, pretty mission statement that makes you feel good, but what do they say about who Jesus is? What do they say about sin? What do they believe about the Bible and God's word? And th- that that is a really good indicator. Yeah. And I would say, too, this is just kind of on a side note, when you're looking for a church, and this is something I think I experience it being married to a pastor, and obviously you're a pastor, you're com- you've been yeah. in the church, is that don't be too quick to decide, you know, like the church hopping, right? We all want to, we want the church to kind of fit within our box or yeah. what makes us yeah, yeah, feel true. the best or makes us feel good. And it's like one time and, oh no, that wasn't, it's like, you can't, you could never judge a church by one sermon. You don't know if he was maybe off that day or a little sick or, you know what I'm saying? Like totally. give it the time it yeah. needs you guys to really decide where you want to plant your family, yep. pray over it, you know, talk to other people, but, but don't, expect the church to fit within your box. Think of how can I and my family come in here and how can we get plugged in to serve? Will this be a place where we're able to serve and put our gifts to use? And You're not going to find a perfect it's church. It's not going to happen. And you right? definitely need some time Yes. to figure out if, yes. if you might walk in and see the wrong pastor. Yeah. Right. It's a guest <laughs> speaker. And you're like, well, that one's done. <laughs> yeah. And also with kids, now that we have kids. Oh, true. So I'm looking yeah. at, for me, I'm like, I'm looking to see where my kids like to go to church because you want your kids to love to go to church and then you want your wife to get fed because she has that time to build, you know, yes. break away from the kids and do that. So that's also good. And if you're a guy, you might not care, but if your wife likes it and they're teaching and your kids love it, then you need to do your own reading and praying on your own time or, you know, watch your own <laughs> webcast, but make sure that they all like it and they're getting fed. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's the whole a, family. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Can you be a Christian and support the LGBTQ plus mm. movement? Hmm. You know, what does support mean? Support, get yeah. behind it, put the flag on, and, and you know, uh, go to the rallies. Yeah. Well, obviously, the, the, the answer to that is no. You know, the, the philosophy, you know, for the people themselves. I think it's important to have compassion on everyone from, from every society. Our desire is that all would come to the saving knowledge of the Lord. But the lifestyle and um, going back to the statement of, of faith and the belief and and what 
that ideology has to do with. It just doesn't align to the principles that are found in the Bible. There's, there's no way around it. And what we're seeing over time, over the last 10, 15 years, is things are getting even to a more extreme aspect that it's really impacting so many places of our, our lifestyles in a lot of ways, too, like in, in the schools, you know, raising our children. No, I'm going to stand for truth in the days that we're living in. The, the Bible makes it very clear. I mean, there is so much written about sexuality in the Bible. Um, just as I would not justify and, and glamorize somebody that's committing adultery on his wife or living a life of being a drug addict or an alcoholic, like it, it's the same thing. It, it's a, a lifestyle that somebody has chosen, um, but it, for as a Christian, it does. It's not biblical. It just is not. And so I don't understand how somebody can justify that um, to be able to support it onto that level. And it's sad that there are some churches that have compromised down that roadway. And even from the perspective of like love, 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 well, well, love is predicated upon truth. And so sometimes in the Bible, it even says itself, like the gospel is an offense. Gospel is always going to be an offense when it comes to the reality of sin. The Bible calls it sin. I believe it as, as sin. As simple as that. You either believe the Bible or you don't. So. And I, I think you do. We were just talking about it. You should share on that too, Ryan, where you just came from and how you do what Sean's saying with, like, we stand on truth. We're not afraid to speak truth. But we are able to speak truth in love. And you do a really good job mm-hmm. of that in loving people. I, I love how God, um, I don't know who says this. Maybe uh, so many pastors I've listened to. But he says, God does love you just the way you are, but he loves you enough to not keep you there. Mm-hmm. He loves you enough That's to, a good one, yeah. you know, he does. He loves everybody just the way we are, but he loves you so much that he doesn't want to keep, have, keep yep. you there in that. And you do a good job of, of doing that, I think, with, especially with that community. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, it's, it's about loving people and letting them know that they're sinners. You know, I'm not calling like, – when I go speak to people, when I do evangelism, I'm not like, and if you're gay or if you're a drug addict, I'm just like, hey, you're all sinners. Mm-hmm. They all, everyone knows that they're sinners. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit, and he will transform you. Because if they can give their life to Christ, mm-hmm. then, uh, then he'll fill them with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will start convicting and showing them the things they need to change. Now, if someone comes up to me point blank and asks like, this question, well, what does God think about you know, homosexuality? Or I'll say, well, sin, sin. <laughs> if you're a murderer, if you're in homosexuality, you're a drug addict, or you're liar, cheating on your wife, or, yeah. or you're a liar. You just like to tell white lies. You, if you want to lie about what you ate for dinner, that's not a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same, you know, and it's, it's equal ground. There's no, nothing's worse than the other, and that really kind of balances out. That's a level ground to yeah. whoever, you know, right. whoever doing whatever they're doing, every, everything's the same, which is, which is awesome. Like God's not, he doesn't, he's not a respecter of persons, you know. Yeah. Sin, yeah. sin, and he transforms you. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. How would you overcome your addiction past by becoming who you are today? How did you overcome your addiction? Past. Addictive. Mm. Addictive past. Of, but so you think addictive like drugs. Right. Or something. I don't know. Me. Yeah. Anything. Oh, gosh. Anything. So many things. You could be addicted to work. Yeah. And just make that your God. Mm-hmm. I just do that too. I work my career, mm-hmm. make money, forget everyone else. I don't got time to go to church. I don't got time for nothing. I'm just, that's it. So yeah. addictive personality can be with anything. Mm-hmm. It, it can. I think that probably the perspective of that probably is from a substance abuse yeah. for, for the most part. Um, and I would say, I was talking to somebody about this recently. 
you know, it, it's one thing to get sober off the drug itself, but I think one of the hardest things is the lifestyle that you were associated with for so many years. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's not just the getting high. It was the lifestyle that was always kind of yeah. led your life, right? Like, I mean, going out with the guys, like getting the getting the dope, getting being in the scenes that you were once in, yeah. just the, the mindset. Like, it's a total different world that, that if, unless you lived it, like you don't fully grasp what I'm saying. It's not just the addictions from it's from the lifestyle that you have mm. been so familiar with for so many years. And that's the area that I think a lot of people struggle with. I've seen it with the guys that we grew up with, Ryan, that like they, they want to start walking with God. Sometimes it's happened. And now they sold drugs since they were 13 years old. And now they're 25, they're 35. And they only lived a certain way. Like mm. they, they haven't worked a regular job, you know, because mm. they ain't working at the in and out they're not working at starbucks or whatever they're making a lot more money selling dope or it's a girl coming out of of stripping or mm -hmm. various things where you make all of this money you've been linked to a lifestyle yeah. that might have an addiction that's connected with it as well um, lifestyle is addictive but sure. it yeah. is something yeah, that money, yeah. money people like money but how does it come it, it comes by brokenness before the lord it's recognizing um for me for me it was because with the addiction itself, like I had a lot of people around me that was trying that was trying to get me sober. I was telling somebody the other day, like the second time, like I got busted for my DUI, and I got busted. I was, I had a couple bags of methamphetamines on me. I like I was gonna go mm -hmm. to jail. Uh, my brother, my younger brother Ryan, had to bail me out of jail that night. I remember having dinner with him the next day, and he's like, "Dude, just stop doing like drugs. Like you can drink a little bit, but like, don't like." continue doing meth like why like you're gonna destroy mom and dad you know this and that and in my mind i wanted to be done but i couldn't mm -hmm. like even though i was going against court things and stuff like that my life was falling apart i was still finding myself going down that road it, it wasn't until i started seeing things for deeper than just the the, the the addiction itself it was going back to the root of the problem which is sin it, it's sin, and, and like God had to do a work in my life where I saw that perspective. Uh, we talked about on the earlier show, maybe a little bit on this, of like the purpose of life. I had to really ask the question of like, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose of life? Do I really want to be like a cattle going into a jail cell? Because anybody that's in a jail cell, all of it is linked to making foolish decisions over and over and over and not learning from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're very easy. Nobody ever woke up decided when they were 15 years old, I want to go to jail right. for 20 years, yeah. you know, but it happens by being linked to multiple decisions. So overcoming addiction is number one is understanding that you have a problem. That's like the basis for the AA program. It's also the basis of the Bible. You must acknowledge that you're a sinner. If you want, mm -hmm. you want salvation, you, you need to be healed, you need to repent. Yeah. And, and so overcoming addiction is really bringing it all to the, the feet of the cross and say, look, I can't do it in my own strength. There's no right. possible way. I thought I had to smoke weed every day. In my, in my height of methamphetamines, I thought I needed it for my communication, to do work, to deal with my relationships. You know, it's deceiving after a while. And you couldn't see life apart from it, but it's just a deception. Mm -hmm. You don't need any of those things. Yeah. And anything that controls you, it becomes an idol, and it will hinder you in the long run. So after breaking free from that, you have to change your... Uh you have to change your program. Whatever mm -hmm. you normally mm -hmm. did, you got to replace it with something else. Yeah.
Because that's what happens. A lot of these guys get sober and they don't change their lifestyle. Right. They, don't, they don't get into new stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. like, oh, I'm at home. It's Friday night. I'm sober. Dude, I was like going to concerts. I was going to the skate park till 9 at night, surfing in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed tonight, Friday night, you know, after this concert. I'm going to go wake up and go surfing in the morning. You guys, I wasn't going surfing. I wasn't going to the skate park at 9 o'clock at night when I was drinking and smoking mm-hmm. weed, you know, because yeah. I'm smoking and drinking weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, is that right? Smoking and drinking weed? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, don't do drugs. That's what happens. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. replace. Yeah. You got to replace. And I think, too, just real quick to add to it, it's, it's, you just, it comes down to so many people think, oh, I'm going to get right and then I'll come to know God. Or, I, you know, once I get clean, I'll go to church or I'm going to try this real hard. You're never, you're not going to do it. You cannot do it in your own strength. Like Sean said, when you have chains, you can't get the chains off. That's what God does. So you do have to go to him first. He cleans up and does the work. But back to kind of what we've been talking about, even in our previous shows, you've got to be around people and environments that are going to foster you to do better. But being in the old environment, it's like the alcoholic that just keeps going to the bar and goes, oh, I sure hope I don't drink. Well, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And that new environment that you're talking about, when I did get, when I did get clean, I was going to church seven days a week. Yeah. And so when I was at night, when I'd be partying, mm-hmm. I was at church. Yep. And then during the day, I'm skateboarding, surfing, you know, doing that right. stuff. Replaced, get the energy out. We talked about that yeah. other show. Get the energy out. Yeah. Chill and get, feed the spirit. So, yeah. That's it. You can't get sober and just do nothing. Right. You gotta, there has to be lifestyle changes. Like if you want to lose weight, mm-hmm. if you want to lose weight, what do you do? Yeah. Stop eating the bonbons. Exactly. <laughs> get in the gym. Get in the gym. Change yeah. your diet. You have to do changes. You can't yeah. just be like, well, I'm going to lose weight and don't do anything right. different. You know? Right. It's, it's good. It is what it is. Okay, here we go. Life application. So um, is God or if God is loving then why does child trafficking exist? And why does Whew. evil things happen to our kids? Wow. That's such a deep question. Why does question. evil exist, yeah. Sean? You break down what Ravi Zacharias says. Well, you know, the Bible speaks about creation, right? right. And so when you see creation, you create, when God created men and woman, he cre- created Adam and Eve. The two shall come together, become one flesh. In the garden, there was no sin, you know? But there was an opportunity for choice. And with that choice came a responsibility. The, the choice of you can have everything. Everything around you is yours. I'll take care of all of your needs all the days of your life. You're never going to, to have to work. You're never going to have to do these things. Uh, when I say work, they were tending the garden. They were doing things that were of, of passion uh, for them as well. But you're not going to have to strive unless you partake of this tree to, to know good and evil. And we, we know the story as Eve would partake of the tree and then Adam would follow suit. Sin came into the human race, right? And, and because of that, man at that moment were, were separated from God. Um, and so isn't it interesting as you see that fall, and there's consequences, just like where there's consequences to, to our, our sins for the women, it would be your desire shall be for your husband, but he shall rule over you. You're going to have strife sometime in relationships. That's what that means. The the wife is going to have pain and child labor, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then also for for the man, you shall work by the sweat of your brow all the time. You're going to have to work just to maintain uh, your life. And eventually, you're going to die. Um, but even through that, God's going to give us a promise. But the reality of sin coming into the human race um, came from that time. And so when you have Cain and Abel, you see the first 
murder of the Bible is between uh, two brothers. And it just something, what sin does is it spreads like cancer. And because of that, man is born with an evil heart. And there's only one way to conquer an evil heart, and that's through Christ. You know, and that's just knowing the Bible all the way through. Um, but you can't get away from the reality of, of evil being spread across uh, the nation at that time. You look at the days of Noah, eventually mm -hmm. every thought and intent of the heart of man was continually wicked um, because there's evil in the heart of man. It is only something that could be conquered uh, in the Lord. And so what's the solution to it? Just wipe out all man, you know, and just start all over? Well, at the time of the, the, the flood, kind of was that God set apart these righteous and then starts all over again, and then it falls again, you know. And so the solution to it is the reality of there, there is evil in this world, and the evil that is in there is obviously, it's an absence of good, really, is what it is. It is the rebellion that, that Satan had from heaven, the demonic uh, spirits that are here today that lead man, men and women, women astray. Um, and so by that, if you look at the Old Testament, you look at the New Testament, the Bible doesn't hide realities of sin, of like darkness of yeah. times, from, from sexuality yeah. to murder to hate to all these things that's always been there. And so what God would do, he would have provisions. Fast forward, what does that mean today? Well, we, li we live in a world that same is true. There is good and there's evil in this world. There is a battle for our souls. Christ is the one that conquered um, the sins for the world today that what Jesus did on the cross is still evident that it's still true today um, but it also does mean that the God does give man a choice mm -hmm. all of us are born in sin but he gives people an opportunity to receive the reality that we are sinners we need God in our lives you don't want to continue living the lifestyle that you once did because that's going to lead you straight to hell just as the fathers from the old testament from old times that were led astray uh, their graves were in the wilderness they died and where they were separated from God you don't want to continue suit. Um, and so in the, our world right now, when you talk, it, it brought up sex trafficking, right? One of the most evilest things that you could ever imagine. Um, it's sad. And I think those are some things that we all struggle with, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, Lord, when is this going to end? Yeah. You know, or horrible things that have happened to, to children. You know, the thing is, is that God gives man, man a choice. And there are consequences to, to sin. Um, and so we're going to continue seeing that in the days that we're living in today. Our, our prayers, our heart is like the Lord will just come soon. But it is a reality that all of us are going to face in this world. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, there's not much to add to that. That was so good, Sean. But I'll just say, too, in the question itself kind of gives the answer that because God is so loving, he gives us choice. That is literally how, if you think about true love, nobody goes, hey, you got to go marry this person. Yeah. Well, that's not true love. There's no choice involved there. True love means there has to be choice. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, just like Sean explained, people are going to choose some crazy, horrible things that have horrific consequences. But because God is so loving, he doesn't leave us in that. He doesn't say, well, sorry, figure it out. He is so graciously good and so loving that he has literally sent his own son to take care of all that and die and take that away so that we can forever be in heaven with him, even though we've done horrible things on this earth. I mean, that's wild to me. That's what we should be focusing on is, yes, there's evil, but if you stay just stuck on that, you're going to miss the whole piece, the whole end story, which is, you can, we can all be redeemed from this and we will be one day. We literally will be. 
And that's the hope that we have to hold on to, and that's the message we have to keep putting out there for people to receive. The Bible's, yeah, good job. Um, the Bible says that Satan is the prince of this world. We yeah. know that he rebelled against God in the beginning. One third of his angels, demons now, here on planet Earth. And Satan's come to steal, kill, and destroy. So his whole purpose has been doing that from the very beginning. Um, they used to burn kids yep. when they used to worship Moloch, throw yep. them in the fire. Throw them in the fire, you can, yeah. go look up, you can go look up Jewish history. They used to do that there in, in, in Israel. Um, the, the idol worship to, the, uh, to Moloch, to mm-hmm. the God. And so there's nothing new under the sun. Um, they were throwing them in the fire. Now they're, 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 they're doing sex trafficking. And who's behind it all? It's Satan. Mm-hmm. It's Satan. We live in a fallen world. And this just proves that there is good and there is evil. Mm-hmm. And this is why we need God, like you were saying. You guys broke it down very simple. Is you know that there is an enemy, Satan, and he wants to kill you. And he hates you. He hates your wife. He hates your kids. He hates everyone. He hates God. Mm-hmm. And this is why we need to stay close to him and um, navigate through life and see what he has for us here on planet Earth so we can bring many, as many as possible to God, to yeah. Christ, and a saving salvation. Yep. All right. Next, can or is it bad to go to Disneyland or support them knowing they have woke mm-hmm. agenda? So what do you think? I think with everything, you, you can't be legalistic. You, you have to be led by the Spirit of God in your own life. You know, I, my, my preference is what we talked about earlier in James, I think it's 14. To him who knows you do good, uh, to him it is sin. Um, basically, like, if you don't feel comfortable in something, don't do it. I would just put that on everything. And if you don't have a problem with it, you, you prayed through it, like it's not a big deal, like um, then you do what you got called to do. The reality of it is like there are many things in this world that we're not going to be in line with. Like mm-hmm. there's things that I don't believe in targets, you know, DNA, but right. I might go over there and get some toothpaste, you know, or I yeah. might go get something. Yeah. Um, same thing with Starbucks, same thing with many other um, things like that. And so there's never going to be a perfect setup. There's nothing wrong with convictions, and these are your convictions. Dude, more power right. to you. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think anybody should walk you off from, from doing what you think is best for you and your family. But at the same time, I wouldn't go to the extreme and guilt trip other people and, and put on your right. convictions upon other people yeah. when it's kind of like in these these other areas everyone 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 has a choice to what they do yeah. with disneyland target or even netflix you know yeah um everyone has a choice so some cancel some go mm-hmm. it's up to you what the holy spirit shows you yeah and um, you just it's the world we're living in i mean if if we you know, fine-tune or nitpick, we wouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, I wouldn't be able to literally go to any store or anything. And I, so instead of getting tripped out on that for me personally, just like Sean said, is if it's a conviction for us and our family, then we know God's telling us, hey, leave it alone. If it's not, then I'd rather focus on, well, what am I doing then to go out and do what I'm called to do to bring the light and bring the good, regardless of what everyone else is doing? Let me focus on, am I doing my part? That's all I'm, I can't, I don't know what the corporate CEO is doing over here over there. I would get crazy thinking about all those things. But what I can control is what I'm doing for my part in the role that I'm called to do, you know? Listen to the music you're listening to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for us in our house, I'm not doing any Disney or Netflix or anything because I'm not taking any chance of my kids. My my personal conviction is I don't want my kids Mm -hmm. to come across two dudes making out. Mm -hmm. Or 
were two girls making out. So I'm like, I, and I'm not, I travel, so I'm not always there. So I'm like, the least I can do is pull that away from that for right now and until see if they, I know that Netflix and these guys are making some, um, some adjustments right now. They're canceling all That's kinds of shows. Yeah. Mm. So just kind of watching all that go along. Mm. Okay. But again, Target, we go to Target, get my toothpaste there. You know, we buy some stuff there. Yeah. Then they got gay pride or the, the pride week and we got all the rainbow stuff as my dad's posting. Anyway, um, <laughs> It's all personal conviction. Yeah, yeah. Right? for sure. It is. Okay. So the next thing. Oh, shoot. Here we go. This is the one you've been waiting for. Ready? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Can a relationship get past sexting? <laughs> My boyfriend brought me close to God, then this to me, then did this to me. So there's texting going on, sexting going on, but prior to that, he led her to the Lord. Yeah. So he brought her to church, and then he was like, send me some nudes. <laughs> right. What's up with Gosh. that? It's like Netflix and chill. Oh, like we just got back from man. church. Let's go to Netflix and chill. I just personally have been. Oh, shoot. Hold on. We have one minute left. <laughs> oh. Oh, good. Okay. We were, we were, we'll think bring, about we'll that. We'll come back. Come we'll back come to back that. We'll come back to this. <laughs> All right. Go to YouTube. Click on The Ryan Reese Show. Get all the past shows. Connie Sanchez is in studio. She has a couple different shows with us. Sean McKean, he is on several. Uh, go to thewhosoevers.com. And uh, there's products. Uh, we tour. I have a book out called Kill the Noise. It's on. It's everywhere books are sold, or you can just scoop it up on Amazon. It has all the reviews there. You can review it, and it'll help you with your faith. It'll disciple you. I actually answer a lot of questions that a lot of people aren't talking about because I want to help people get discipled and um, grow in their faith. So check that out. Find the, these guys and girls on social media, and we'll be back in two minutes with that question about. Boyfriends bringing their girls to God and then tell them to send nudes. What is up with that? Two minutes. Talk to you soon. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now back, back to The Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back. I got uh, Sean McKeon in studio and Connie Sanchez. All right, so right before we went to the break, we had this question, and it says, can a relationship get past sexting? That's like sending nudes, right? You're sending dirty photos back and forth. She said, my boyfriend brought me closer to God than did this to me. So it started off, he brought her to church. She found God. And then there was something that happened in relationships, and then he's like, now send me nudes. Yeah. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because I. This stuff happens, Connie. It, I, We've well, heard this. I know, and it was me. I mean, before, I don't think we even had, we didn't even have cameras on our Sorry, phones I'm back then. Sorry, Sorry about okay, that. can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, no, we can hear you. Um, no, this was literally me. And I mean this in the sense that. I would go with prior, obviously, to being married and just all the guys I would date. If you said you're a Christian, that I'm good. Yeah. I was not wise enough, or did I? Nor did I care to look at the fruit of that statement, and that is something that I think again we get ourselves into, or, or young girls may get themselves into. Well, he said he's a Christian and he goes to church. Okay. Well, if I would have done one ounce of research prior to us even having social media, then I would have known. No, he was. None of these guys were. All of their friends, none of them, not one single one of those guys was anybody that was lifting him up or bringing him close to the Lord. Yeah. He never was living out anything that even exemplified what a Christian guy would do. And yet I just went off. 
He said he was a Christian and he went to church. So that's the first thing is we could probably avoid maybe some of these things, I think, if we would just look at the fruit of these guys before just taking them at a blank statement. And then Wait, I want to stop you right now. What is fruits? It's people's actions. People's actions. Thank you for saying that. Yes, people's actions. Like some of my exes, you know, again, all I had to do was look at the lifestyle they led, where they were spending their time on weekends, what they were doing to go, um, (laughs) Something's missing here, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't have to be perfect, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, nothing even showed that anything remotely close to him being a Christian was right. right. So, I mean... So you got to get past meeting the representative, because the representative could have the, I'm perfect a Christian... Perfect Instagram, perfect Bible quotes on their Instagram, yeah, all the yeah. things. Yeah. But, get like, give ourselves time to get to know each other. People don't get to know each other anymore. It's just, it's like, all out there. It's yeah. like... I don't know what to tell you then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You kind of like got into, I don't know. Well, I'm what, not being very kind right what now. What <laughs> would you say? Well, you were in it. So you were I mean, you were yeah, I just go. So what, what would you say to this person um, with this boyfriend now that she's um, sending news? Stop sending them and see what happens. The, is he going to stick around when you stop sending them and you say, I'm not going to not only not send them, I don't want them from you. And hey, if you want to hang out, meet me over at the Bible study. Like it's real, it's real simple. Get as straight to the point of what you want and see if he still sticks around and if he really is that type of person. If this guy's wanting news, I guarantee this guy's watching porn. (laughs) Probably. I will tell you right now. So here, he brought you closer to God, which that's a good thing. So continue to do that. Go to God, go to church. But this guy's watching porn. He's not even with you anyway. His yeah. mind's in the gutter watching I'm other, other stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I would start by, uh, you know, just going to God and, and, and just going after him and, and cutting, your, cutting yeah. your losses. Yeah. All right. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here we go. What are some of the good ways to pray for unbelieving friends and family? Also, good ways to pray for our nation and government. Hmm. Really what are some good. good ways? Well, the Bible clearly talks about government. I, I like that story where when they're going to go in to pay the temple tax, you know, when they're going to go in and, 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 and the, or not that story, but they asked Jesus, Hey, you know, should you pay the government or should you pay to God? Right. And he goes, pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's and pay to God what is God. Because some people will say, well, we have a corrupt government. You know, and this kind of leads in this whole thing. We have a corrupt government. Look what they're doing right now. Look at these agendas. These are not God agendas. Why are we paying our taxes? Because we pay what to the, the government is what is owed and what to God is owed. Mm-hmm. So therefore, how do we pray? We got to pray for the government. Government put the, God put the government in place mm-hmm. to watch over nations. And all through the Bible, we read about good kings and bad kings, right? And sometimes you got a good king in place. When you have a good king in place, it even talks about in Proverbs that the nation, it goes good because you have them putting the, the right biblical uh, lens on and doing the right thing versus doing corrupt stuff. So mm-hmm. how do you pray? You pray that that God will get people around them and help influence those ones that are not on the right track. Not saying that every government official is a Satanist who doesn't believe in God, Mm -hmm. but there are, you know, a lot of the Luciferians and Satanists and and one world order and the Antichrist agenda, if you will, Mm -hmm. that are that are that are put in place, Mm -hmm. um, that are influencing. So pray, pray for God to have His grace and to put the right Christians in place. I mean, you hear about like there's like pastors around these people. Yeah. God places these people. Yeah. So I pray, pray for the government, pray for the nation, pray for a revival right now because it's a, it's insane right now yeah. what's, what's, what's going on. And, and how do you want to say for family and friends? What would you guys say about that? Well, l- let me say something about like the nation and stuff like that yeah. first because two things came to my mind. One, uh, Paul in 
1 Timothy chapter 2, he says, I call you to live a, a blameless life and to pray without partiality, to pray for those that are in authorities, kings and other leaders across the nation. And it's always been highlighted as like, who was a king during that time? It was Caesar Nero. Uh, he was a very wicked person. But, but Paul's saying, pray for everybody. Uh, somebody that actually in the future would be a part of the demise of Paul and, and having him killed, he's calling them to pray. You look in the Old Testament of um, Daniel, and Daniel prayed um, continually. He was brought young in captivity when he was probably in his late teenage ages, if not early 20s. And he was in captivity for many years from being to an old man. So in the beginning of Daniel, he's young. But when you go to later in the story that a lot of people know of Daniel in the lion's den, he's an older man. And the reason why he was put into the lion's den is because he was caught praying. Um, and what it says there is something that's key. It says, and Daniel prayed as his custom was since his younger days. Mm. His influence upon Nebuchadnezzar and the future of Darius was evident to all. They saw the power of prayer in his own yeah. personal life. And so he no doubt prayed for them. Nebuchadnezzar was broken, and, and he came to acknowledge that the Lord that Daniel served was the true and the living God. And so I think you have to pray for all without partiality. Yeah. doesn't matter where they stand politically. doesn't matter w what side of the you know, sports teams and all the things that you have division on, on, on various some stupid things. You pray for all men. That's yeah. what the Bible calls us to do, to, show to not show partiality. And then practically, um, one thing your dad taught me that I've done too is like put a list down. Put people's names down like in a book or a journal or your Bible, like friends, people that come to your mind, pray for them. Don't forget about the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Like people prayed for you. I remember I was, I was uh, in ministry probably like two years and there was a time where I borrowed my dad's truck, I think, or my dad's truck or my mom's car. Um, my car was in the shop, and I drove, and something hit me from my heel, and I looked down, it was a, it was a journal. And it ended up being one of my mom's journals, and I opened it, and I, I read it. And it's funny because it was like 1999, or it was like 2000. Mm -hmm. And in it, like she's talking about my brother who was in the Air Force, talking about me, saying how bad I looked, and the, the drugs, and how depressed Sean looks, and... Like, but it's her prayers that are yeah. there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm reading this, you know, six years later, I've been walking with God and like, I'm actually seeing her prayers come to pass. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that writing things down, I think making a list like that, because it kind of helps you of kind of like a hit list. Like yeah. maybe you do that for projects or responsibilities that you have, but truly have something where you pray consistently for yeah. people because prayer does touch and impact people around us. I yeah. love that. And I think, too, same thing what you said with governments goes for family and friends. One of my best prayers I can pray is God put somebody in their life that they'll receive from. Because yeah. if it's yeah. not me, yeah. I don't care. I yeah. don't care if it's the grocery store clerk. I don't care if it's the put somebody in their life that they'll receive from. That's one of the greatest prayers I've prayed for non-believing family, friends, and even government officials. I yeah. mean, like you said, there's pastors around them. They don't even have the same faith. These We've got government officials that don't believe in God at all. But yeah. they'll listen yeah. to a certain pastor because they just like them or they're, you know, something it's draws true. them in. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you pray that people will receive, God will put, people around these people that they'll receive from. And the second thing I, I, I've been doing um, from Craig Rochelle's book, Dangerous Prayers. Is it Dangerous Prayers? Yeah, it's just so good. There's so many good books on like big, hairy, audacious prayers and praying big yeah. and not forgetting that the God of the Bible is the same God of today. And, and Paul, speaking of Paul, was Saul. And Saul was 
crazy, killing yeah. Christians. Yeah. He was a leader. He was, So why don't we pray for some of our leaders and go, that's true. Make them, Think about God, Saul. can yeah. you just turn that? I pray that they would just find you and love you and be the most on fire. Why not? I know it sounds crazy in our mind because we think they're so far gone and they're just yeah. so like yeah. off. Yeah. What? No, no, no. If he can change Saul to Paul, he can change any political government, any family member, friend to the most on fire Christian out there. But why don't we pray like that? Because so, we, we forget know, our, we, we, forget. For, we forget the stories. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think about that because yeah. you look at, I could look at people and go, man, that guy's so gone. But I know God could save anyone. But, right. but when you really think about Paul, guy was killing Christians, Literally. putting them in jail. And just full of hate, and and but God just, boom, you know. Yeah. He did, and what, what Connie brought up, like it's brought there in Scripture for our understanding too, right? So when Paul yeah. gets humbled on that Damascus road, and then God calls a man named Ananias yeah. to pray for him, um, Ananias almost questions like, God. He like, yeah. sent that guy to him. He's like, yeah, uh, he's just like, uh, don't is, you know, like this guy is uh-huh. killing like Christians all around? Like you must be making a mistake. I'm a Christian. Like he's gonna kill me. He's like, I like my neck. And he just told him like, go. Like, <laughs> yep. no, I've chosen him. I have a plan for his life. Yeah, I want you to good. pray for him. Like, yeah. and so I, that's put there in the Bible for us to keep that perspective. Yeah. Like God can change any life. You, and whether it be like some gnarly musician that's out there. Uh, whether it be an actor, actress, or somebody from politics, like yeah. they're just you know, a human being, flesh and blood. They are sinful individuals. You just like you lived crazy, like a pirate lifestyle yeah. for so many years. The way that you viewed the world, um, nobody could have told you different at that time. You right. know, but you can't underestimate the power of God's Holy Spirit working in a man or a woman's life. And when they get humbled. It can mm-hmm. totally change and transform them in a way, and you can be a part of that process by being given over to prayer, to, yep. to, to stepping out by faith, by trusting the Lord and His power. Yep, that's yeah. simple. Okay, awesome. So here's a good one, too. Why does a lot of people within the church think mental health issues are a sign of bad relationships with Christ or mental health issues are demons and not an actual chemical imbalance in the brain? Um, I, so mental health really quick, it's massive all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. it just exploded over the, you know, since we got like technology really Mm -hmm. is when it really exploded. And we know from the signs of, um, screen time Mm -hmm. that increased depression, um, we're seeing an increase in the occult Mm -hmm. films. TV shows. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. some of those shows, I've, the American Beauty. Do you remember the levitation and the, yeah. the witches and the, the pentagrams? Yeah. And dude, I, we talked about this years ago on the radio show. Yeah. We've seen an increase of supernatural stuff. And now, now all of a sudden, no one knows if they're boys. No one knows if they're girls. No one knows if they're, 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 they're gender fluid. They could be all of the above or non-gender means they don't identify as anything. Mm-hmm. Like, how is all this confusion and mental health and all this stuff exploded. And then all the antidepressants, you know, the antidepressants like Tic Tacs nowadays. And it's just, you're seeing all this increase of, of this stuff. Where was it? How, how come it hasn't always been around? It's because of, I believe, because of Ephesians 6. You know, there are some people that we know, we have friends that, are, that, that have um, chemical imbalances that have to take, you know, lithium and that we talked about this on the radio show before, I think with Trevor. But yeah, lithium is actually a drug that they take. Mm-hmm. One of our friends actually takes it. And if he doesn't, when he doesn't take it, he's off. He's either up mm-hmm. or down. Yes, that, those people exist. But not everyone is bipolar. 
there are a lot of people that I've prayed for that were depressed and suicidal that actually had oppression around them. One girl here at the, at the church, we prayed, she was demon-possessed. Mm. We cast that demon out of that girl. She was depressed and suicidal. Mm. She had a demon in her, and no one knew until we said, what's your name, unclean spirit, and it manifested. Mm. Okay? Mm. So with this person that texts us in, there is sick people, yes. Mm -hmm. There are demon-possessed people. And there are oppressed people. And I think this one, it says mental health is an issue, are signs of a bad relationship with Christ. I don't, I don't know of a bad relationship with Christ. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have Christ in you, you're a product of sin. So you're going to be depressed, anxiety, mm -hmm. and different right. things. But there's all these labels. Everything's mental health these days, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's... it's I'm just saying that part. It's yeah. dangerous putting, like, that blanket statement upon everything that one thing is a particular way, such as it's a mental health crisis is what our nation is saying a lot of ways to to attest to what has taken place in our communities and our society um my, my viewpoint is that a lot of it's linked to uh, the breakdown of the home a lot of it's linked down to what you were saying the overindulgence on so much media and minds being influenced is causing anxiety causing depression uh, causing those to be overwhelmed there has always been, from the beginning of time, those that have battled with oppression, uh, mental stuff off or whatever. We've seen it. Uh, I've know, known people. So there are people that deal with clinical anxiety. Like yes, it, it is true for yes. sure. This is true. There, there are yeah. people just recently, uh, a clo Je I could say it, Jesse Borelli, who's been a part of this staff for many, many years, one of the most amazing Bible teachers, one of the most great scholars that, that I can think of. Well, he had been battling for about six, eight months, and he was off, like, mm -hmm. mentally. He was battling with depression. He was being overwhelmed and trying to be discerning if it was a spiritual thing um, or was it a physical thing. And mm -hmm. somebody that's just, like, right on for the Lord, um, you know, there are seasons that we can go through, but after more try, they couldn't find anything with the doctors over and over and over. Well, came to find out, once he went the last, last time, they ended up finding a huge tumor in his brain. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it affected his emotions. Yeah. It affected a lot of different things that led to depression. And now he's coming out of it. So it's not to downplay the reality that there are people that battle with physical ailments that can lead to anxiety, right. to depression, discouragement. There's diet, too. Yes. All those there's things. Diet can, too. There's diet, There's many so reasons. So many things. Yeah. yeah. But overarching thing and just blanket, uh, having a blanket statement over all that stuff it is foolish. I think that the Bible itself has enough to say that when you leave, you know, the book of Romans chapter 1, um, it speaks about when man suppresses the truth and unrighteousness, meaning they, they hold back the truth of God and they give themselves over to sin, the downfall of it is it impacts every single people's lifestyles, unforgiving, unloving, untrustworthy, yeah, exactly. you right. know, leading to homosexuality, to adultery, to all of these different things. And it, the byproduct is confusion yeah. and the bible does say that satan is the author of confusion we are seeing people that are questioning they're being spoon-fed so much garbage on so many levels at a very young age yeah. um, the things that we have always looked at to be basic man and woman is something that is being questioned in our society today on very high profile yeah. platforms yeah. whether it's government whether it's the educational system they couldn't define a woman the other day remember that 
Oh, no, the lady, can't. she can't define a woman. <laughs> oh, that's in, right. Yeah. right. In government. But why can't she? Because she doesn't, she's trying to play this, right. this jargon, the, oh, this, yeah. this charades. Yeah. And that's what happens when you, once again, walk away from truth. And live in right. lies. You're going to you have mental health. Yes. Up all right. these people different are confused. Right. People need stability. Yeah. You need stability. You need a foundation. I, I've, this is a great one that Ravi said back in the day. I've always loved. He, he, it was brought into a speaking place. And as they were coming into the city, I don't know where it was, he talked about, have you seen a postmodern building? You know, there's this amazing postmodern building like off this freeway. We should go check it out. And he's like, well, obviously I've debated and talked about postmodern philosophy, which is basically, you know, live, you know, going away from creation and, and the things of God and being over to atheism and all that kind of stuff, which is you're, you have your truth, I have my truth, postmodern kind of thinking. Um, since life has no purpose, it goes down that, yeah. that framework, right? So he's like, I know what postmodern philosophy is, but what is postmodern? What's a postmodern building? Well, the architect thought, since life doesn't have no meaning, why should its building have any meaning? And so yeah. what the house does is it has stairwells that are almost too narrow to walk through. It has ceilings mm -hmm. that are too low to mm -hmm. walk in. It has wow. doors that lead to nowhere and has all these things, like all just abstract mm -hmm. design. And the great um, response by him was this. I have a question to that building that is built from a postmodern framework or whatever. What did they do to the foundation? Hmm. And the answer is you can't mess with the foundation. Hmm. Even if this is off, the foundation has to be true because it has to be linked upon truth. Hmm. That's very important. Wow. Because people today, they're building all these postmodern philosophies going so many different directions that have no meaning. Yeah. Um, and the only way that you can find a hope in your life is to be connected to the truth, the solid rock that is Christ. The Lord mm. wants us to, because when you have truth, Jesus says, the truth shall set you free. So good. You were created in the purpose of, uh, in the image of God. You have a purpose for your life. How God's created you is, is perfect. You know, you might not like the way that you look. You might not like these various things or whatever. God's created you in a particular way, and he will give you victory in your life as you submit to him and when you find out the reason for which you were created for you will find hope the mm -hmm. danger of what we're seeing in society today where young people are being taught a certain way if you don't feel right like if, if a girl doesn't feel like they're not all girls are girly girly when they're yeah. younger you know there are girls that are labeled kind of tomboys yeah. kind of hang out with the dudes yeah. kind of thing but a lot of times they grow out of it you're getting spoon-fed different things before you know it you're jumping making decisions that are going to affect your life forever yeah. Or you're, you don't like the way you feel, change it. Yeah. You don't like it, well, change it. And they think that it's something that's solving a problem. It's only going to make things yeah. worse in the end. Yep. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that the building that you're talking about, the stairs going nowhere, and like the, it's like what I think of is that's like how people's brains are right now. Mm -hmm. They're just like, there is literally yeah. no, it is literally chaos, you mm -hmm. know? And I completely agree with you get back to the truth, know what the truth is. And even in that, we still live in a broken world. We're still going to struggle with some mm -hmm. sicknesses and health things that thankfully God made doctors for and mm -hmm. medicines that can help us. And that's fine too, to take care of those things. But the, the source of it and the truth has to be there first. I really don't, I don't see how anyone can make it any other way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next question is when is it okay to use medications now that we're talking about all this stuff? Mm -hmm. We're not, first of all, we're not doctors. <laughs> we have to put the disclaimer out yeah, there. Yeah, we're not doctors. We're not telling anyone uh, to stop or to you know, go. 
I'll say something real quick on this. As someone who struggled literally with health issues very, very severely, um, and I've gone down that road where I've been so grateful and thankful that they were there because I literally wouldn't be here. I would not be alive if it was not for the medications I have needed in the seasons I've needed them. But I'm also so grateful that just what we were talking about, God is our ultimate healer. God is the source of renewing all things in our body, in our mind, in our spirit. And so I'm glad that those things are available when we need them because we need them. Like mm. the, the the reality is, you know, I've seen people go to too far of the extreme where they're yeah. just suffering there, but I don't want to take the aspirin. I don't want to get, and I'm like, but we have to have some discernment in this, you know, yeah, too. Yeah. We, we got to, you know, have some wisdom and discernment in what God's given us without letting it become a crutch. Cause yeah. that yeah. is where yeah. we've also gone with it too. Just yeah. like anything, it can become a crutch yep. or something you put in replace of, of God yeah. and what mm-hmm. he should be in your life. So I think there's a time and a place for it. I couldn't tell anybody what that would be for them. I feel you, like that's, you got to see, you got to see doctors, yeah. holistic doctors, other doctors, like see all, all don't you take the, one yeah. person. You can go to one doctor and maybe he's just happy to just, Oh Give, yeah. You right. just need some, uh, right. what, what do you call them? Um, the Vicodin or not Vicodins. Um, what are the antidepressants? Uh, Zannies, mm-hmm. Zannies oh, or Zanics, perks or yeah. whatever. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, four years later, you're just hooked on them because those things will hook you. you got to make sure before you even touch any of that stuff, make sure you get several opinions so you don't get caught up in la-la land. You know what I mean? Get uh, misprescribed. Oh, yeah. Very easy. Yeah, for for sure. I I think that God um, has used many doctors in times past to have minds that creativity for stuff, Mm -hmm. such as through cancer, through multiple things and you know, there are, is medication for various things. I've had, like, bad asthma my whole life, so yep. I had to deal with a lot of stuff when I was younger, that, that same thing. I helped spare my life or to make it manageable. When I was younger, as I've gotten older, I've been able to kind of wean myself off a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I battled with migraines, so myself and yep. Wade battled with gnarly yep. migraines. There are times that we can power through, but there's some times where it just hits on the level that, no, we, yeah. we need to take the medication yep. at, at this point. Um, if you've ever had a gnarly surgery, you know, yeah. I remember having a gnarly surgery. You come out, and it's just like, it's crazy Wisdom pain. teeth. Yeah. I was like... But then again, you I don't can't. want... You got to know, like, you got to... This just goes by back to hearing God's voice. Like, I don't want anything that's going to hinder me. I don't want anything to cloud my judgment. I don't want anything that I'm going to be dependent on Addicted for the long to, haul. Yeah. If this is something that I should be doing, let me pray about it. Uh, but if not, yeah, remove it. Yeah. So... Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we have one last question, but I don't know if we have time. It talks about the uh, thoughts on the food shortages and mm. should we be prepared? Okay, I could sum this up. Okay. Yeah. It's good to have food. It's good to have food. Good to have ammo. Good to have guns. You don't know. You just gotta. You gotta be able to have stuff to protect yourself. And um, in case we do go into any kind of shortages, it's not 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 that. The guns isn't necessary to protect yourself. It's just good to have guns to hunt and, and you know, whatever you got to do wherever you live. You know, be prepared. Yeah. Right. Anything can happen. Yeah. We, we see that in the Bible. I know we just got 30 seconds left, but we see that in the Bible. Be a good steward. Joseph was called in the time in times past to be a good steward, that he was wise because a famine was going to take place in the future. So yeah. each month, each year, he is preparing himself for the what was going to happen in the future. So being wise is important. It's, it's, it's just being smart. You got yeah. family. Okay, let's just say this. What happens if there's no food tomorrow? You got a family to feed. Yep. It's just being smart, being, being prepared. Save your money, save your food. Yes. Save it all. Yes. All right. Hey, we're done. So 
We'll just get this party started another week, another day. Sounds good. Love you guys. Thank Love you. Love you guys. Peace. Bye. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.